0: Welcome to The Cheapskate Show. Hey, do you like saving money? You've come to the right podcast. Every week we share our best tips and tricks, our favorite cheap alternatives to pricey tech, and some amazing freebies you won't want to miss. On today's episode, Amazon, how to hack everybody's favorite online store with savings. I'm Rick Broida, CNET Senior Commerce Editor, but better known as The Cheapskate. And I'm joined as always by the assistant to the regional cheapskate, Dwight Schroot, a.k.a. Dave
1: Johnson. Howdy, Dave. I am the assistant regional cheapskate. Yes. <laughs> assistant to the regional cheapskate. That's what I said. Assistant regional cheapskate.
0: <laughs> I want you to know that my daughter, Sarah, who is nearby, gave me a big thumbs up when she heard me do that little intro. So you may not like it, but she liked
1: it. I'm glad that you have an audience of one. <laughs> Much like this podcast. (laughs) So, Dave, 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 do you like to shop online? I love to shop online, Rick. As a matter of fact... I don't think I've been to a store in four months. (laughs) That's, yeah, that's true for all of us. Yeah, so
0: I think it's, we are long overdue to talk about Amazon because, I mean, without trying to, without shilling for Amazon, you know, they do need the business. I think it has transformed the way that we shop and in every way, shape, and form. And it's literally for years now, it's kind of my go to place when I need to buy
1: anything.
0: Can I admit
1: something? Yeah. When they transitioned from selling only books to selling other things, including books, I thought, that sounds like a mistake. They're they're biting (laughs) off too much.
0: You know, it just happens so gradually, too. I mean, we we all forget that Amazon was
1: an online bookstore for a while. Yeah, the world's largest bookstore, I think, was their original tagline.
0: Right. And then it, it feels like it just happened overnight that all of a sudden, anything you wanted, anything you could just get. And then all of a sudden you had Amazon Prime with 2-day delivery and just boom, that was it. All just it game changer.
1: Game it really changed. did transform everything because I remember the days when I would order something online, this is before Amazon, and it would take 3 weeks to get it. And now if I don't have something the day after I order it, I'm like, oh, I'm never going to do this again. This is terrible. <laughs> no. Worst
0: customer service. The fast shipping and the free shipping. I mean, the whole free shipping thing, again, is, is if you're an Amazon Prime subscriber or if you spend more than $35 or whatever on your order. Now, anywhere you go that there's a shipping charge, no matter how nominal it is, it's just like, <clears throat> I'm not paying five ninety-five 95 to get this thing delivered right to my front door. <laughs> get <Forget> it. <laughs>
1: but will it make it better if it's delivered by drone well will you pay the fee then
0: uh you know i have very mixed feelings about that because i i love the notion of a drone dropping a box off on my front porch but i just think
1: there's so many problems with that just so many well the only problem is with all the porch pirates that you have now they're gonna follow drones around and just scoop up the item as soon as it gets dropped
0: Or people are going to break out their rifles and just shoot them out of the sky for either
1: fun or other reasons. I just don't see it. I don't see it working. But we're not here to debate whether you should get stuff delivered by drones or not. We're going to talk about ways that you can actually save even more money using Amazon.
0: Yeah, you may think that when you go to Amazon, you're automatically getting the best price anywhere. But it turns out there's actually a bunch of cool hacks and tips and tricks that will allow you to potentially save even more money at Amazon proper or even find a better deal elsewhere. So we're going to just kind of jump in and talk about some of our favorites uh, of this collection
1: of tips and tricks. Dave, do you have a good one to start us off with? Talking about Amazon Prime. If you don't already have a subscription to Amazon Prime, there isn't just a single Amazon Prime program. There's a bunch of different ways to subscribe. First of all, you get 30-day free trial when you sign up for it. So if you're not sure if you want to do it or not, there's no harm in trying it because you get 30 days for free. Also, if you are a student, you get six months for free and then it's only sixty dollars a year after that, as opposed to is it one hundred and twenty now for the normal membership? Yeah,
0: I think it's I think it's one nineteen, so one twenty uh, yeah, per so, year.
1: So the student one is half price. Also, if you're on Medicaid or you have an EBT card. It's also cheaper. It's $6 a month. So there are multiple ways to do it. Just go to the Amazon Prime uh, sign up webpage and look at all the plans. There might be a way for you to do it cheaper than, you know, like me, a sucker paying the full $120 a year. Isn't there also a military discount for Amazon Prime? Well, actually, it's something that doesn't run year-round. So we're still waiting to see what's going to happen this year in 2020. But last year, in 2019, there was a period of time around Veterans Day where you could get a discounted Amazon Prime membership. So the answer is maybe, probably, and we'll see.
0: Okay, so wait and see. Again, last year we saw this in November, so there's a very good chance that this will happen again. Uh, So stick around and keep an eye out for that. We'll certainly mention it uh, on the show if and when we get some advanced news on that. So let's move on to the next thing. Um, And this, again, I hate to... Start with tools that require you to spend money, like Amazon Prime is, is something that costs money in order to you know help you save money. And this next item is not has no cost associated with it, but it's still something you kind of have to sign up for. And that is the Amazon Rewards Visa card, which of course, like all Visa cards, is is free. And in fact, I I don't think there's an annual fee on it, at least not for the first year. But the amazing thing about this card is that it saves you five percent on just about everything that you buy from Amazon. So if you if you shop a lot at Amazon, it really, really behooves you to grab this card and make it kind of your default card for the stuff that you buy there. What's more is that at certain times throughout the year, Amazon will do like additional incentives where you get, instead of just a 5% uh, cash back on all purchases, you might get 10 or even 15%. I remember a couple months back when there was a new Samsung phone that was announced. They were offering something like 15% back on the purchase of the of the new Galaxy phone when you use that card. And that, that is significant. I mean, you're talking about a phone that might be, you know, seven $800. If you're getting 15% back on that, that is by far the best deal you're going to get on that item anywhere.
1: I didn't know about those enhanced discounts. I've been toying with the idea of getting an Amazon card for a long time. I guess I should go ahead and do it.
0: Yeah, it's nice because it just, it keeps actually a running tally of how much cash back you've earned. And so then you can turn around and like instantly apply that to any future Amazon purchase, which of course is very smart on their part. But it's not like you're going to sit around and wait for a check to come in the mail, which I, I do think that's an option is a, a cashback option of the card. But just the easier thing to do is to turn around and use that accumulated cash back. On future stuff, so it's it's in a way it's kind of like getting free stuff from Amazon. Um, but I yeah I started using that last year and it's just you know uh, kind of a no brainer to me at this point. So check that out, everybody.
1: Okay, well I've got one that doesn't cost anything at all, Woo. and that is the Amazon Subscribe and Save program. If you buy things that you get frequently, like toothpaste or toilet paper or chocolate then you can <laughs> subscribe to it and they will send it to you on a regular basis but the cool thing is Amazon will give you a discount every time you get that recurring order you might be getting 5 10 or even 15% off on that item
0: Yeah this is something else I've I've started using as well and I think the way that works is that if you get up to 5 items on a regular basis you save 5% but if it's Five or more, you actually get 15% off on each of those things, which can be substantial, no question about it. So we've used it for things like uh, toilet paper is one, for Keurig coffee pods, for dish soap, uh, for laundry soap, things like this that – you know, are kind of a pain to go and buy in the store anyway. You know, it's just like they're heavy and, the, you know, the fact that you can get all this stuff shipped for free is kind of remarkable to me that there's no additional charge for these these heavy items. But, yeah, that that is a great program and, and you're right. That doesn't cost any extra at all. It's just something you sign up for and you can tweak – if there, you need to skip a month on something or you need to get something earlier than your normal delivery, you can do that fairly easily.
1: For me, I've got my Pop-Tarts, I have chocolate sprinkles, and you know <laughs> things like that, things that I absolutely have to have every month.
0: All right. So one of my favorite tools for hacking Amazon is called Camel, Camel, Camel. I, I don't know why it's called that, Dave.
1: <laughs> do you have any idea? Camel, camel, camel. As you're about to explain, shows the price variation of products over time, which is like camel humps.
0: Oh, I just got it.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad After Andy. all these years, it <laughs> only took you years to figure <laughs> it this out. Finally, made sense. By figure it out, I mean I told you.
0: Okay, so, so the way this tool works. Here's the deal with Amazon prices fluctuate there, sometimes a lot, okay? And so when you're looking at something that you are potentially going to buy, you might like to know, has this product ever been cheaper on Amazon? Because if it has, there's a very good chance it will be cheaper again. And so maybe you want to hold off your purchase for a little bit. So by using Camel, 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 which is also known as the Camelizer, um, you can either go to the Camel, Camel, Camel site or you can install their little plug-in tool into your web browser, which is much quicker and much easier. Either way, for any given product, it will show you the complete price history of that product at Amazon. And it does this in a very handy little chart. You instantly know – hey, this thing was 20 bucks less a couple weeks ago, or hey, this is the cheapest it's ever been, so now is the time to buy. I use this all the time when I'm writing up cheapskate deals to make sure, hey, this is like an all-time low price, or this is only the second time it's been this price. Cannot recommend this tool highly enough. It's a
1: must use. All right, Dave, do you have one more great Amazon hack for us? Sure, this one's really easy too, and that is... Amazon branded gear, you know, like Amazon Fire TV sticks and Amazon Echoes, things like that. This stuff goes on sale more or less constantly. So if you're paying full price for anything like that, you're a sucker. Just hold off. (laughs) It will come down again. So, you know, like if you need an Amazon Echo speaker for a, a room in your house, just wait. You can either get it at a reduced price, or possibly even free, bundled with something else. It's just around the corner.
0: Yeah, and in fact, this is a great example uh, of the aforementioned uh, Camel tool, because if you take any one of those products, let's say it's an Amazon Fire Stick, and you go plug that into the Camelizer, it will show you the graph, and you can see for yourself that every six to eight weeks, generally speaking, this product will be on, it has gone on sale and will go on sale again. So. The key takeaway for this is just never, ever pay full price for that gear. Because not only will it be on sale at Amazon, every now and again, you'll see a different store that actually beats Amazon at its own game. Like uh, a few times in recent months, QVC has offered some of the Amazon Echo shows for less than what Amazon proper was charging. And in fact, they had like a two-pack of, I think, the Echo Show 5 for $100, and you, there was a $10 off code, which brought it down to $90, and 45 bucks a piece, I don't think Amazon has ever quite matched that. So don't always assume that Amazon is the best deal, even on their own gear. Every once in a while, somebody does a little better.
1: Hey, Rick, do you remember last week we talked about AirPods I do, Dave. Do you have some sort of tip of the week for me on the subject of AirPods? It's funny you should say that because in this week's segment, tip of the week, why don't we talk about the fact that there are and this is mind-blowing. This this was this blew my brain wide open when I discovered this. There are third-party AirPod cases you can get to wirelessly charge your AirPods. You don't have to spend 50 bucks. To get the wireless charging case from Apple. Yeah.
0: So when we talked about AirPods last week, we were asking, are they worth it? And we (laughs) we both pretty much agreed. Well, you, you said, yeah, I'll pay any amount of money to Apple for any product at all, no matter what. But there's so many cheaper alternatives. But if you do buy AirPods, you're faced with kind of this choice of do I spend $159 for straight up AirPods or do I spend $199 to get the AirPods with the wireless charging case, which is a very desirable feature, but it's an extra 40 bucks. And then if you decide later, "Hey, I really wish I had bought that wireless charging case." Now it's 80 bucks, Dave, if you just for the case. That's obscene.
1: Bucks. Absolutely obscene. Yes, it is absolutely obscene. Shame on you, Apple. But that's okay. You don't have to do that because you can literally go to a third party and get a charging case that works with your AirPods for a fraction of that cost right <laughs> you are really
0: you're really sounding like an infomercial right now, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, tell me more about why I can buy these fabulous cases. <laughs> Okay.
1: Well, so you're the one that wrote
0: an article about it, Rick. I did. I did. In fact, uh, it is titled, if anybody wants to go look it up, "Upgrade Your AirPods to Wireless Charging for as Little as Twenty Dollars." And so, the, I was motivated by the fact that I really like wireless charging. I have it for my phone. I have it for my watch. I want it for my AirPods. But there was no way, no how, I was going to pay eighty bucks to Apple for the privilege. So come to find out that there are a variety of third-party, off-brand, let's just call them no-brand, cases that support wireless charging, and they literally just kind of take the place of your case. You you drop your AirPods into the new case and put them on a wireless charger, and
1: Bob's your uncle. You wrote about a couple of these, and the very first one, I, I'm going to say it's a really regrettably named product, <laughs> yeah. Blansters? Is, is, am I pronouncing that right, do you think? I think you probably
0: are. This is, you know, I it just we were talking about Amazon earlier, and you've seen this as, as much as I have, this that there are any number of – I'm just going to go ahead and say foreign uh, companies or just not resellers even that have just kind of weird, made-up-sounding, nonsensical names. They're they're barely even companies, I think, but they're just slapping their own label on a particular product, and I think that's what we're seeing here.
1: Well, it reminds me of if you've ever read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy by Douglas Adams. Of course. I'm there, not a monster, Dave. Yeah, there's a joke in there that really only works In the UK. Americans didn't get the joke because Douglas Adams has this throwaway line where he says that when Ford Prefect arrived on Earth, he took the name Ford Prefect thinking it was a normal human name. But the reason it was funny is because Ford, the car company, had a car called the Prefect in the UK at the time. That car was never (laughs) sold in the US, so it didn't mean anything to us. I never did understand the origin of that. Thank you. You're welcome. But (laughs) nonetheless, the thing I wanted to mention about the Blanster's AirPods is that's the one that appeals to me the most because it has a cool-looking front face with multiple LEDs that show the charge level, which is something that the Apple AirPods don't even do. Yeah, Apple's case is is almost insultingly bad, okay? For
0: one thing, it's exactly the same size and shape and color and everything else as the other case, but with a little tiny single LED on the front – but it's still like super slippery and it can't stand up on its own. It's just like bad. But the Blansters case not only has the LEDs that show the charging status of the case itself, but it has a flat bottom so it can stand up and it has little kind of uh, ridges on the side so you can pick it up without it squirting out of your <laughs> hand. <laughs>
1: And it's only twenty bucks, Dave. It's twenty dollars. The open question is, and I think this is a fair question to ask: How long will a product like that last? Will will it work great for six months, and then just stop working when the warranty is about to give out?
0: That that is a very fair question. But I guess you know to pay twenty bucks to find out, uh, I I feel like is fair as opposed to paying eighty bucks, uh, which I feel is very unfair. So. The upshot, that's that's one example, and there's a couple others in this story, so I would encourage you to, to check it out. But the upshot is if you want wireless charging for your AirPods, and I really think you do, because it's just so nice to be able to lay the thing down on a charging pad and walk away and not have to futz around with a with a cord and a plug, one of these might be worth a look. So, Dave, let's move on to this week's listener question. Uh, a listener named Alyssa wrote in actually with a, a very lovely compliment where she said that our show sort of feels like NPR's Car Talk for Tech which is probably the nicest thing anyone has ever said to us about anything that we've ever done.
1: I feel like whenever we get together, we are just car talk about whatever it is we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, we, we should be
0: that that talented, uh, if only. So she actually sent us uh, several questions, and time doesn't permit us to get to all of them, and neither does our expertise, because she asked a couple things that uh, we were not really great you know, super fluent on. So we're going to pick the
1: low-hanging fruit from
0: this batch of questions.
1: (laughs) You know, magicians try not to show their secrets.
0: (laughs) I I don't want to pretend that we know everything about everything. I mean, we know a few things about some things, and we know a little bit about a lot of things. And I know nothing about a ton of things. (laughs) Uh, So Alyssa asks, what is the best way... And by best, I'm hoping, assuming she means cheapest, way to use your cell phone overseas for frequent international travelers. Dave, you, you've been overseas before, not not long ago, in fact, if I remember correctly. What what'd you do when you got there? What, would, what was your phone service solution?
1: Actually, it was easy for me because I went to Mexico, and so – I could roll that into my existing AT&T service. But I know you're rolling your eyes and going, AT&T, how could you possibly be spending that much money? But <laughs> I think the better, the, the generalized solution for a lot of countries, though, right, especially if you're going to Europe or Asia, you get a SIM card for a local service provider when you get there, right? And so basically, you're just stop paying for your own service and you just pay for the local service when you arrive.
0: Exactly. I think the mistake that a lot of people make is they assume that they whatever carrier they have now, assuming it doesn't have some sort of an international option already as part of your plan, is that they assume, well, I'll just keep using AT&T or whatever it is overseas and I'll just pay whatever the difference is, but if you look into it, it probably is a lot. It's, you know, the the U.S.-based carriers charge a small fortune, depending on the country you're going to, for phone service, for texting, for data, and all that. So don't assume that that's your only option. As you mentioned, when you get to the country you're traveling to, and you should definitely research this in advance. Don't just wait till you get there. Find a local service provider and just buy a SIM card, which should be very inexpensive, and then just pay the local rates for phone service.
1: Now, this is predicated on the fact that you have to have an unlocked phone for that to work. Yes, exactly
0: right. And thanks for pointing that out. And it also may be predicated on the fact that you have to have a GSM phone rather than a CDMA phone, which I know we're getting a little deep in the in the tech weeds here. But ultimately, you'll just want to you'll want to find out, you'll do a little research to make sure that your phone is unlocked and that it's just compatible with whatever the systems are in the country or countries that you're going to. Now, the hassle and downside of popping in a different SIM card is that it also means you now have a different phone number temporarily while you're over there. There are easy ways to work around that. For example, you can use something like Skype or Facebook Messenger or WhatsApp or whatever to do your communicating, and that has nothing to do with your actual phone number. That just works app to app and in some cases, apt to landline. But these are all things that you need to research ahead of time. But if you're willing to do that little bit of hoop jumping, you can save a lot of money uh, on phone service when you are
1: traveling overseas. And I would say, just personally, I would rather not go through the extra hassle of getting a local SIM card. I just turn off cellular service and exclusively use Wi-Fi or hotspots or that sort of thing, and use an app like WhatsApp to make phone calls through Wi-Fi.
0: You know, in principle, I agree with that 100%, but there's only one problem, and that's you got to have data when you're in a foreign country because you need mapping, you might need translation services. You need to have data when you're out and about, and you can't always rely on Wi-Fi for that. That's fair, yeah. So, Dave, when you're helplessly wandering through the streets of Lisbon and you you can't speak the language and you have no map, don't come crying to me. You've just described my normal
1: day-to-day in whatever city I'm in. (laughs) That's true. You are very directionally challenged.
0: All right. So, Alyssa, thanks so much for sending that question and your lovely comments. We appreciate it. Hey, everybody else, if you would like to interact with us by sending us a question or a deal recommendation or what have you, send those along to CheapskateShow at CBSInteractive.com.
1: Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll be back next week with more deals and more money-saving advice. In the meantime, you can find daily deals by visiting CNET.com Cheapskate and by following us on Twitter at CheapskateBlog or on Facebook at at Cheapskate Rec. So until next time, everybody, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay
0: cheap.